This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 4th of April. In your Squeeze today, PM Morrison under pressure. Russia pulls back from Kyiv. Cricket World Champs again. And introducing the newest kid on the Squiz block. This is your Squiz today. The federal election is set to be called this week, but the road to the starting line continues to be full of potholes for PM Scott Morrison. Over the weekend, claims were aired in the media that Morrison racially vilified the man who the Liberals originally picked to represent the southern seat of Cook in 2007 when he told party members not to vote for him because he's Lebanese, Claire. So to say at the top, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that those claims are malicious and bitter slurs and he says that they're deeply offensive and he rejects them. But still, they have had a fair airing in the media over the weekend, as you say. Uh, When you go all the way back to 2007 and that pre-selection battle that Scott Morrison ultimately won, it was a pretty messy affair. A man called Michael Toke was originally pre-selected for the seat of Cook. What happened after his pre-selection was a controversy that played out in the media that saw Toke's pre-selection revoked. Morrison ultimately became the candidate and the rest is history until now. Uh, What has happened over the weekend is that two statutory declarations that Toke has inked uh, claiming that Morrison told party members not to vote for him because he's Lebanese, which is true, uh, and that some might think that he's a Muslim, which is untrue, he's actually a Catholic, were factors in the party backing down on his pre-selection. And this comes just days after Liberal Senator Conchetta Ferrovanti-Wells, who at one stage employed Michael Toke, unleashed on Morrison and called him a bully. Claire, we're at the pointy end now, and there were two new opinion polls out this morning that were taken after the budget last week, and they aren't good news for the government. No, more bad news for the government when it comes to those polls. The Australian's news poll says that Labor is ahead of the coalition 54 to 46 on a two-party preferred basis. Uh, That is a one-point dip in support for Labor, but they are still well ahead of the coalition. And when you look at the Financial Review's Ipsos poll, uh, that's a 45 to 44 result in favour of Labor. What that would see is a landslide victory to Labor if the election was run and won on those numbers. But of course, we've seen those sorts of numbers in the past, Eliza. We have. They're eerily similar to the last federal election that pointed to a bill shortened victory for Labor, which of course didn't happen. The companies taking the survey say they fixed those issues, but we always like to throw that grain of salt out there. Overseas now to the war in Ukraine, where signs are emerging that Russia is pulling back from the outskirts of the capital, Kyiv, and regrouping for another big push in the country's east, Claire. Yeah, that goes to what Russian forces said last week they were going to do. Of course, there was some confusion after the announcement by its military that it was going to focus on the east of Ukraine, which is closer to its border, uh, because they then launched assaults in the west of the country. But what has 
happened over the weekend is that officials say that they are withdrawing from the outskirts of Keefe. What has happened too over the weekend is that there have been the bodies of civilians found in towns near that capital. Reports this morning say that prosecutors have evidence that 410 bodies have been found. Many of those are civilians and they're collecting evidence for future war crimes prosecutions against Russia. Yes, some extremely disturbing images coming out of Ukraine overnight. And to round off a talking point from last week, the Australian government has confirmed that it will supply Ukraine with our locally made Bushmaster armoured vehicles that were requested by President Vladimir Zelensky in his address to Parliament last week. We don't know how many at this stage, but the government says they're on their way. Big news from Pakistan yesterday with PM Imran Khan's leadership under threat. There was to be a vote of no confidence against the former cricketing great yesterday, but his government has managed to shrug it off, Claire. Yeah, what's happened is his party has dissolved the parliament and called for a fresh election. The opposition there isn't too happy about that. It's taking it all to court, saying that it's unconstitutional for Khan and the government to do that. But what analysts say is behind it all is that uh, the army has fallen out of love with Khan and his government. In Pakistan, having the support of the military is very important if you want to hold power in government, but it seems they're going their separate ways. Yes, and sticking with that region for a moment, because there's also unrest in Sri Lanka. A curfew has been in place for 36 hours, and that ends this morning after violence erupted in the capital. With the nation in the grip of its worst economic crisis in 80 years, now the government has has also cut citizens' access to social media over the weekend. It's one to keep an eye on this week. On to sport now, and it was a huge weekend for Australia's women cricketers who won the one-day International Cricket World Cup in New Zealand yesterday after defeating title holders England. They've been consistently strong throughout the tournament, Claire. So good to see the win. It's just an incredible result. The Aussies were lifted by record-breaking innings by Alyssa Healy. She's, of course, an opening batter. She scored 170 runs off 138 balls. That's the highest score in a women's or a men's World Cup final. So an incredible result. The Aussies hit 356 runs. Uh, England came out looking strong, but they weren't able to actually chase down those runs. And that gave the Aussies the trophy. Yeah. And skipper Meg Lanning said, we felt like we've waited for a hell of a long time. And I think we deserve victory, which I think we can all agree with that sentiment, Claire. Absolutely. Not so lucky, unfortunately, were the Australian men who lost to Pakistan in a one day in Lahore, the first time they'd lost against the Pakistanis in 20 years. Claire, I reckon there'll be a lot of squizzers who are fans of Sex in the City and remember Carrie's Cosmos, the cocktail she used to sip at the bar when she met up with her girl gang. But the early 2000s are long gone and actress Sarah Jessica Parker has now joined forces with an Aussie wine company to launch a low alcohol range of wine. Yeah, the company's called Invivo. They also do low alcohol grog and also full strength grog with celebrities uh, talking about Graham Norton 
Lemon and others. So, yeah, the Sevenly range is what they're doing with Sarah Jessica Parker. It's, of course, got the number seven because it's 7% alcohol in those wines. Uh, a regular wine has about 13%. Uh, the new range comes in red and white and rosé and bubbly. And what the star says is that they have a great mouthfeel to them. So I'll take her word for that. Uh, it's a real trend, this low alcohol wine push. Uh, and even Dan Murphy's last week, it uh, launched a zero alcohol bar in Melbourne, which they say is catering to athleisure wearing wine mums who aren't that keen on a drink through the week. When it comes to the weekend, they're up for a vino. But so many of us are changing how we're drinking through the week. Yeah, that's right. It's all evidence of this trend called NOLO, which is no and low alcohol. It's growing in popularity and perhaps evidence that consumers are really changing their drinking habits. Squeeze the day, Claire. A big one to keep an eye out for today is the Grammy Awards. That's on at about 10 o'clock Eastern time here in Australia. Watch out for the Kid Leroy. He's an Indigenous musician who grew up in inner Sydney. He's had a huge year. He partnered with American Justin Bieber and he's up for the Grammy's Best New Artist of the Year Award. But Claire, it's a very exciting day in the world of the Squeeze because we're launching a brand new newsletter called Politics Today. Take us through it. Yep, politics today. We're, of course, into an election campaign very soon, as we've just talked about. Uh, but more broadly, following politics can be really rough and ragged. Uh, we're political news junkies, you and I, <laughs> Eliza, and so many of the squiz are, and it's something that we've long wanted to do. So we're wrangling all the news in politics, putting it in one spot. It's out in a newsletter at 6.30 in the morning. If you want to sign up to that, go to politicstoday.com.au. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Already had a little bit of a sneak peek this morning. It's going to be great. I'll put a link to that in your episode notes if you want to sign up. That's all from us today. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.